Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to Jawbreakers Podcast. This is your humble narrator, Susie, and this week we were standing and waiting for a helicopter while we recorded the podcast. I'm so sorry if it interrupts the listening experience at all, but I hope you enjoy the episode despite the the buffering wind. Thanks. I love you. Wait, do I have more time? No way. Hi, I'm Susie and I have pink hair. And I'm Alexis, and I'm wearing Crocs. Crocs in a hat covered in pins. And you're listening to Jawbreakers, the universe's best podcast. The universe's best podcast. Every episode, we look at celebrities and musicians to find fun little tidbits and conspiracies you won't see in magazines. We follow snack food mascots like Mr. Peanut and the Keebler Elves to make sure they're staying in their lane. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. And we do it all while eating candy. And hitting jewels. Jawbreakers. <laughs> no, it's fine. All right, so I'm about to, uh, boarding this helicopter now and man these blades are no joke they are just cutting through they are just chopping through (laughs) this wind is so chopped if this was a you could touch you it's like you know the thing where like you can cut the tension with a knife you can cut Uh this wind with helicopter (laughs) choppers yeah oh man up up we're getting my headset on oh me too oh man i really hope this thing works it chops I prepared a little breakfast for us. Oh, I was going to say I have really good news. Oh, sure. What is it? I don't have any snacks today. Oh, bad news. I have snacks. So first we'll pick out which snack. Let me just... I just feel like the last few times I've brought snacks, they've been bad. Yeah. Uh, pick a hand. Uh, left hand. Great. It's the Mamba Magic Sticks. Oh, great. They're labeled as new. And it says two flavors in one. And then it shows two different flavors looped together. I don't know if that means you have to combine the flavors yourself or what is going on. Right. What are the flavors? Cherry, apple, pineapple, orange, mango, strawberry, and watermelon, raspberry. Oh, so each stick has the two. I guess so. Oh, they're individually wrapped. Great. Oh, I thought they were going to be, like, in manga wrapping paper. They're really pretty. They, they're like long Tootsie Rolls of mamba flavor. Okay, the second part is I brought a beverage. Oh, good. I was wondering why there were cups in here. Yep. Um, pick a hand for the beverage. Mm, right. I have Jelly Belly Orange Sorbet Flavored Seltzer. Jelly Belly brand, sparkling water, uh, zero calories, just like every other seltzer. What was in the other hand? Something else for another time? For another time. So my favorite flavors are always raspberry. Uh-huh. And my, I don't care for watermelon flavored candy, and I'm sad that the raspberry is mixed with the watermelon in this mamba. Because I also don't want whatever this is. Green apple, red apple? Oh no, cherry. Cherry? And then strawberry, cute, pineapple, hot pepper. There you go. Cute. Really good spot to put that. <laughs> Just put it on a slant of paper. Cheers. 
too. Oh, the smell is crazy. It smells like orange sherbet. It tastes like orange sherbet. Yeah, it's so carbonated. Honestly, you're into it. I like it. I can't get over the Jelly Belly brand. Yeah, that's a little disturbing. And it's just a picture of a bowl of orange sherbet on it. Yeah. True to life flavors. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if I need a mamba stick. How am I- Like in life? The wrapper is so stuck to it. Is it because it's hot? Yeah. I don't like- I don't think it needs to be in stick form. Right, like a mamba, you can put the whole thing in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Now I have to hold a stick of mamba. Yeah. But it's the same exact texture. Uh-huh. It's just in a tube. Mm-hmm. They just rolled it out. I'm not getting a lot of cherry from this one. I'm only getting the green apple. This watermelon's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Not much raz. It tastes good, but I think I prefer a regular mamba. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't like this shape. I don't like the shape either. I really don't like having to hold the stick. No, I'm like annoyed. Because <laughs> also now my fingers are just all over this mamba for multiple bites. Right, and like mamba takes a second to chew, you know? Right, so next thing you know, you're holding a stick for 10 minutes. <laughs> I just want to pop a mamba in my mouth and go. Yeah, and I had to unwrap a whole tube. Mm-hmm. I guess that makes sense has all the thickness of a regular mamba. has gelatin in it. I thought mamba didn't have gelatin. Like, compared to this other wrapper. Hmm. Less than 2% of gelatin. Did they just start doing that? Hmm. They didn't have gelatin before? I remember it was like the vegan alternative for Starburst before. Huh. What's your favorite part of gelatin? My favorite part of gelatin is the ground up bones. Yep. I like gummy stuff. Mm-hmm. Is gelatin in like everything? It's in most gummy things. Is it in gum? Sometimes. So you have to get vegan gum? I feel like gum probably mostly doesn't have gelatin. No. Does, Does gum have gelatin? <laughs> Most gum does not contain gelatin. What about Jello? Jello is gelatin. Yeah. Jello. So vegans don't eat Jello. No. Is there an alternative? Tapioca. That's not the same as Jello. Then no, there's not an alternative. Do they have tapioca shots? I see what you're getting at. No. Like a pudding shot instead of a jello shot? Yeah. Oh. That sounds so gross. That sounds so bad. We should make that. We? Yeah. You and me. Yeah, I love making jello shots. And when I say jello shots, I mean tapioca. Yeah, shots. yeah, yeah. yeah. I For vegans. Right. We want everyone to be welcome out. And then we'll put. Um, is there like a non vegan alcohol? A specifically not vegan alcohol? Yeah. Probably. I think wine is technically not vegan. Because of stomping the grapes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it not vegan? It's something about the process. A lot of what white wine uses like fish bladders somewhere. I don't know. I read that on a vegan blog 10 years ago. 
and I've been repeating it as a fact ever since. <laughs> Next on the agenda, I found a website called drinkify.com. Do you know about this? Um, I vaguely. I've never looked into it, but I've heard of it. Oh, it's .org. My bad. Um, basically, so there's a bunch of like Spotify remnant websites like Receitify where you put in your Spotify information, I'll give you, like, what you've been listening to, whatever. There's one called Drinkify, where you put in the name of a, of a musical artist, and it fixes you a drink. Oh, right, right, right. So... I saw a TikTok of this, and it was, like, them just putting in, like, metal bands. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, ridiculous. I can look up a few now, just for example. Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, obviously. If it's not whiskey, I'm gonna be mad. Why would it be whiskey? Because he's from Kentucky. He does not look like he drinks whiskey. He drinks spritzers. Uh, two ounces Horilka. I have to Google that. It says serve on rocks garnished with bubblegum. Horilka is a Ukrainian alcoholic beverage similar to vodka. Okay. Very specific. Fix another drink. Uh, Lil Nas X. Well, nasty. Uh, six ounces of scotch served neat, garnished with fresh berries. Serve it in a bottle wrapped in a paper bag. Six nine. Oh, I hope it has six nine. Is that an ice cream truck? I was, yes. At the sound level of... The third floor. Eight ounces of tequila served neat. Eight ounces of tequila served neat. Absolutely not. Mm. Let's see. Stevie Nicks. And then post Malone. It's in the same. One bottle of apricot brandy, one bottle of tonic water, two ounces Coco Lopez. Combine in highball glass and serve. Stir vigorously. Garnish with salt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Compared to those other ones that are like, <laughs> I don't know, drink some tequila. I like brandy. That works. Apricot brandy, tonic water, and Coco Lopez. What is Coco Lopez? Puerto Rican coconut product. Huh. Known for its use in pina colada. Interesting. Invented by a World War I veteran who is an agriculture professor at the University of Puerto Rico. Hmm. So, apricot brandy, tonic water, Coco Lopez, highball glass, stir vigorously, garnish with salt. So just put salt on the top, not salt on the rim. I guess. Right? Okay, post Malone. Eight ounces old Rip Van Winkle bourbon. <laughs> Eight ounces cough syrup. Yeah. One ounce sour mix. Combine in highball glass and serve. <laughs> um, Jojo Siwa. Six ounces per nod. An anise flavored liqueur. Serve meat garnished with pickled carrot sticks. Ew. Miss Siwa? Oh, what was the first thing you said? Pernat? Pernat. I just found out what that is. It's like. It says anise flavored liqueur. It's, um, like gasoline. <laughs> I believe that. Um, what is a substitute? Absinthe. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was. Great. 
Let's do one more. Mm. Machine gun Kelly. Nice. Six ounces Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey. That's it? Yeah. Not even in a glass? It shows this glass. <laughs> so, normal. Mm, the, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh died. 60 years old. Um, well, this is sort of a tragic death. That's a bummer. The Coast Guard is investigating his death. The Coast Guard? They found him floating. So thanks for bringing that up. I didn't know. I thought he was... Mm -mm. I assumed he was just old. No. I didn't realize he was 16. I just opened up Twitter. <laughs> well, just looking for fun news. I watched the Machine Gun Kelly documentary. <gasps> you did? I, I want to watch it. Well, it's really good for putting on in the background. That's what I can recommend about that movie. Yeah. You don't need to be paying that much attention to get, to get the, the gist. Of it. Wow. Are you into it? Let's put it this way. I cried. <laughs> no. I was actually thinking of, I had this little voice in my head that was like, I don't have, because one, at one point, it was like when the Harry Styles Vogue came out, I didn't want to be into Harry Styles, and you were like, you just have to see a couple pictures of someone and you're into them. Right. You could watch any documentary about somebody and be into them. Right. And I wanted to prove you wrong. <laughs> that you watched Machine Gun Kelly. And I was watching it, and I was like, no, like, I'm not really sold still. Like, he's just kind of a normal dude. The harder he tries to be relatable, the more normal and forgettable he seems. Right. So it's like, okay. But then I cried. What part? Why did you cry? Uh, he talks a lot about his daughter. Is a daughter? Yeah, he has a daughter. And he, like, is on the road all the time and doesn't get to see her. And he... I mean, he seems kind of toxic. Which is not surprising given his whole vibe but he I guess got very obsessive about becoming number one or having a number one album and then he says that his next number one album is going to be being there for his daughter and that's what he wants to focus on now wow could not figure out how old she was she looked 13, but she spoke like she was like 25. Huh. They only did interviews with her like by herself, sitting on her front stairs. What was she saying like? Oh, my dad just wants to do the best and he's really self-conscious and all this. She seemed to know a lot about his emotional state. I don't know what's happening in this apartment at any given moment. But yeah, it was cool. There was a lot of behind the scenes stuff and I didn't realize that he had worked on, he like, I think he released a graphic novel and like, he's been, he's just been really busy. There's a big, there's a point, there's a part of the movie that has gained circulation on TikTok where he talks about how he called Megan Fox with a gun in his mouth. That's the only clip I've seen. Yeah. Again, not surprised he did that. Right. And like from the clips that I've seen of that, people are just like, Megan needs to get out, basically. Right, and that's the part I actually disagree with. Because I don't think that's healthy. 
I don't think it's healthy that he did that. I think Megan Fox is fine, though. Yeah. And also, a huge piece of context that's missing from that scene is that he has given up hard drugs since that happened. So he was using a lot of hard drugs, got to a really suicidal point, called her. That is manipulative. It's scary. Right, it's not. She would have had every right to dump him. She still could over that. It's uh, That's fine. But it seems like she's more interested in, like, growing with him as a person right. and, like, forgiving him for the times where he was really shitty. You know? You see where this happened? <laughs> yeah. You can tell the moment where I was like, I get it. Leave him alone. I yeah. love him. I wish you would have not told me you watched the movie. And just started talking like this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is someone knocking from the inside of our wall? It doesn't sound like it does it's coming from the floor. I thought it was coming from the floor. Now it's like I thought they were behind like behind you. Ceiling. Yeah, but now it's like right here. Hello? Come in. <laughs> if a door opened, I'd just freak out. Yeah, I wouldn't like that. Um, but yeah, so I feel like. Did they interview Megan? No, she's sort of there the whole time, but I think he really likes her. You think they're gonna? You think they're cute? I think they just like each other, and I do think that he's messy and toxic. That's up to her how much of that she wants to. Right to deal with if he does that shit again i might be like oh save her from something right but like also the fact that he feels comfortable talking about it now that's not a huge win but like right like the fact that he did how shitty he used to be after is a good he's not saying and then i changed nothing about myself but i'm fine he's like i realized i had to make a lot of changes right because i can't do this to people duh okay Again, think that's shitty. She could break up with him and that'd be fine. Whatever, her choices. But I don't think it's a case of, like, she needs to be saved from this guy who's toxic. I don't think she's trapped in a relationship with Machine Gun Kelly. You don't save her. She don't want to be saved. She don't want to be saved. I can't believe you. I'm just saying. I still, like, I don't really, I don't need to keep up on his life or anything. But it was a good little, good little movie. Quick little, quick little movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff that's just like building tour sets and about stuff in the studio and stuff that'd probably be fun if you're a big fan of him. Tour sets? Yeah. And then he said corsets. Yeah, he builds corsets. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, it's starting to make a little bit more sense now. <laughs> Once I saw the corsets, I was like, ah, right. All right, I get it. Hey everybody listening to this, I want to encourage you to go check out our Patreon and decide if you want to become a patron. The lowest tier is only $2 and it ensures a early delivery of every episode to get it in a more timely manner if you don't want to wait on the main feed. We also have a $6 and a $13 tier that includes digital downloads, bonus content, and um, you know, like full bonus episodes. It's really fun. I really enjoy making stuff for the Patreon and I want more people to see it mostly, but I also do like having a little bit of extra income in order to make this podcast work super well. So thank you so much for even considering it. It's patreon.com slash We also just enjoy having people listen to the show. That is good enough for me, but if you want to support financially, Patreon's a great place to do it. It's in the link tree. It's in the show notes. And that's about it. 
I wish. But it's the kind of movie you can like leave the room and use the, the restroom right, right. without pausing it <laughs> and like scroll on TikTok. It's also called Life in Pink because he just like has a lot of pink stuff. Yeah. Which I, they don't really. It's, I guess it's not the weirdest thing, but there's like no reason for it. He doesn't say like he loves pink or anything. I think his isn't it like latest vibe like with all of his things. It's just pink. Yeah, he's just pink. Everything. Did you want an explanation for the pink? I want. Why? Yeah. Why is he doing pink? Cause. Yeah. I'm watching a movie about him. I'd like an explanation. Would you like? Do you need like, if it were a different color, or is it because it's pink? I think partly because it's pink. If he did all of one color, I think I'd still want to know. The way that he so does like pink. Because he does like pink microphone, pink microphone stand, pink pants, pink hair, pink nails. He has a nail polish line. I found out. With this movie. Did he do a collab or is it just him? Just him. Wow. Did you buy it? Not yet. Is it pink? Some of it. Jack White does a thing with all of his groups where he has a different color theme. So like white stripes, red, white, and black, every last thing. Drum sets, his guitar, they would dress in red and white or red and black every time. And then like his record label, yellow and black, every last bit of it. And then no like his- bird. Yeah. <laughs> and then his uh, solo stuff, Blue. Everything's blue. Why? Uh, it started with, with the white stripes. He, they just thought the peppermint patty was cool. I don't know why he's all blue now. He's been like that for like a decade. You think he's sad? <laughs> he might be sad. <laughs> Other than that, Michigan Kelly's life is rather uneventful. I want to say he's from Michigan. Uh, he has Michigan vibes. He might be from like another state like Michigan. Mm -hmm. What's a state like Michigan? Ohio, kinda. Uh, I can see him being from Ohio. Where is Machine Gun? Do you know his name? Without looking? Not without looking. His name's Colson Baker, though. Oh, I thought it was Connor. Okay. He was born in Texas, but that's irrelevant. He's from Cleveland. Yep. And also, um,. Something that I didn't think about before this movie is that he has been actively making music for the better part of like 15 years. Yeah. Like, he's, he's the type of person that people time. refer to as like, oh, he just showed, showed up out of nowhere. He didn't. Um, he, I don't think people think he showed up out of nowhere. I think they think, well, his like his emo boy changes. stuff, yeah, yeah. Was out of nowhere. Because he was just like this super little, he was just like a little rapper before. I could never name a Machine Gun Kelly song, but I've known of him my whole life. That's the only one I can think of. And that's because you listen to it a lot? Yeah. Have you ever fallen in love with an emo girl? <laughs> no. You? Yeah. Travis Barker's in that movie a lot. Is Travis Barker okay? No, he's like in the hospital. I forgot. Wow, you were just breaking the news. <laughs> I regretted it. Well, last I saw, he was like in the hospital for like something happened with his pancreas or something. Oh, he's tweeted about it. He's alive. Two hours ago, Travis Barker shows off tattooed arms and tank top. We just had different. I went in for an endoscopy Monday for feeling great. But after dinner, I developed excruciating pain and I've been hospitalized ever since. During the endoscopy, I have a very small polyp. 
removed right in a very sensitive area, usually handled by specialists, which unfortunately damaged your critical pancreatic drainage tube. This resulted in severe life-threatening pancreatitis. I'm very, very grateful for the intrusive treat intensive treatment I'm currently much Intrusive. <laughs> okay, he's good now. Okay, we can talk. It's all good. A uh, drink of five for Travis Barker. Oh. One Bud Light. <laughs> Isn't it crazy Travis Barker was in Blink-182? He met Machine Gun Kelly at a Blink-182 show. Was Machine Gun Kelly there as a fan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He calls him Kells. Oh, that's cute. A lot of people call him Kells. Does he introduce himself as Machine Gun Kelly? Fuck if I know how- that's a mouthful. It's a lot. Who's Kelly? Huh? Like, why Kelly? Who's Machine Gun Kelly? Machine Gun Kelly is an old friend of John Dillinger's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he like robbed banks in the 20s and 30s. It's all coming back. I remember now. And then someone called him that when he was rapping because he raps really fast, according to him. But now he's in love with an emo girl. Yeah, it does take away from the machine gun aspect. Yeah. You should just go by Kelly. You should just go by Kelly. By Kells? Kells. With a Z. That's cute. I'd go to a Kells show. Was, uh, Pete? No. No Pete, no Eminem. No mention of Eminem. I didn't think Eminem would actually be. I don't think he's allowed to talk to Eminem. No mention. Uh, no mention of Pete. Just Megan, his daughter, Travis, his friends. Was Courtney Kardashian in it? No. I don't think so. I don't know if I'd recognize her. <laughs> Unless they called her Courtney Kardashian. I don't know. <laughs> would you watch it again? No, absolutely not. On a. <laughs> On a scale of other artist documentaries, where would you put it? It's so middle of the road. It really, it really, first of all, didn't reveal a lot about him. Mm-hmm. He's a very normal dude. Secondly, not it's, a lot. Why do you keep calling him a normal dude? He's so normal. Sorry, Machine Gun Kelly. He's so normal. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like, what? Like, he tries to be, like, relatable. It reminds me of... And this isn't to, like, minimize his past or his trauma. But you know when there's, like, a person who hasn't dealt with much who's like, my parents got divorced and it made me sad. And it happened when they were, like, four years old and they have no idea what they're talking about. He gives off that. He's trying so hard to be relatable and it's like, you're just... You're just not. not. You're from Cleveland. And you're... a white rapper. Yeah. I mean, I guess the stuff with his daughter was kind of unique, but there wasn't a lot that was like, oh, I get what motivates and drives him. I'm still confused about, I'm just as confused as I ever was about, like, why he wants to be something. (laughs) Okay, even the first time I saw Lord perform, and I was like, oh, she moves weird. Right. There are certain artists you, like, see that, or you see, like, an interview, the first time I saw an interview with Erica Badu, I was like, okay, she's like crazy, and I never knew that. In, In a good way. Crazy. Right, right. Absolutely nothing like that off Machine Gun Kelly. It was like just him talking. Do, would you say he had no star quality? Kind of. Or like Tyler the Creator is like, I'm not a rapper, I make absolutely everything, and I. He has like dreams and things. Machine Gun Kelly just wants to be number one at whatever cost. That was the driving point of the whole movie. Which is like, that's the only thing I knew about him to begin with, is that he's a celebrity. Yeah. He's like, just 
just a celebrity. There's no like, I and I want to do this and that, or I believe in this. There's just, I'm famous. Hmm. His daughter was born in 2009. July. Didn't I say she looked 13? Yeah. I guess she wouldn't have been 13 when it was filmed, but she's 13 now. He had a daughter with, oh, in his teens, Megan Fox. He met Megan Fox while filming Midnight in the Switchgrass. What is that? Based on the true story of Texas' most dangerous serial killer, the dramatization uh, translocated to Florida. FBI agent Carl Helter and his partner Rebecca Lombardo are very close to busting a sex trafficking ring. When they realize their investigation has crossed the path of a brutal serial killer, they team up with Florida Department of Law Informants agent Brian Crawford, who has years on this case. Sounds really interesting. I just took Robert Pattinson into the Drinkify. Huh. It says, one bottle organic red wine at room temperature. <laughs> Oh, but, okay. See, now looking at MGK's Wikipedia, you know that clip where MGK used to be, was talking about Kylie Jenner? Right. How she's hot, and he doesn't care if she's 18, and he's like, <clears throat> oh, all Wasn't she 17? Yeah, yeah, she wasn't 18. Yeah. I don't remember how old she was. She might be like 16 or 17. She might have been 17. Um, but he's like, oh, I'll, like Robert Plant, the biggest rock star in the world, used to date fifteen-year-olds and like wasn't yeah, the deal. Like, sure. I forgot that the Eminem feud started with him saying that Eminem's daughter Haley was hot as fuck, even though she was sixteen. Baker alleged this led to Eminem blacklisting him from a number of radio stations. Good. Yeah, of course Eminem's gonna blacklist you. Eminem has a lot of power. Eminem could literally. <laughs> Eminem could end you. Yeah. I'm gonna try pineapple orange. Are they lie? Are there no pineapple oranges? Uh, there's a pineapple orange. I don't know. There's what one in the whole bag. <laughs> Wanna split it? Big. It's like two and a half mamba worth of material. <laughs> of material? Mm -hmm. Strong pineapple. Tastes like soap. Well, yeah. Very strong pineapple. What is this supposed to be? Pineapple? Oh, I got some orange. Orange, yeah. Would you call yourself a foodie? <laughs> yeah. You? Yeah. For sure. Did you have any uh, strange things to talk about? Alexis is looking at the wall, which is full of hundreds of Lisa Frank stickers as part of one of Susie's projects. Is that a big party? No, it's a piece of it. Dude, that is a trip. There's some scary ass stickers in there. Yo, uh... What is it? Like a vampire candy apple? Yep, that was one of my favorites. The candy apples are my favorites. There's a Santa candy apple. There's a snowman candy apple. Ew, what is this little frog? There's a bunch of the little frogs. Is that one playing an instrument? No, she's like drinking a cocktail. Yeah, this is a trip. Lisa Frank is kind of strange. Lisa Frank is so strange. Have you ever been to the Lisa Frank factory? No, have you? 
I haven't been inside, but I've driven around the abandoned parking lot quite a bit. You used... Wait, you drove around the parking lot? Yep, it's abandoned. <laughs> Have you ever seen Lisa Frank's face? No, I haven't. You know the thing about how she's, like, super private and, like, when they do interviews with her, they would, like, obscure her face. Does her face exist? I think I Googled it once. I am going to give you a little bit of information about Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank is an American businesswoman responsible for millions of rainbow-colored accessories and apparel. She's notoriously private. She's very secretive. There's not a lot of photos of her. And finding the scoop on her for this was pretty challenging. I think a Lisa Frank memoir would do very well, but she has not written any books other than coloring books. I tried to find her on Goodreads, and Goodreads has accidentally assigned other Lisa Franks to her profile. There's a Lisa Frank who contributed to a book about Native women surviving violence. There's another, or yeah, there's another Lisa Frank who's written like multiple books about the Civil War. There is another Lisa Frank who has co-authored tourist books about different places in the UK. None of them are our Lisa Frank. <laughs> There's a lot of Lisa Franks, and that is her real name. Our Lisa Frank was born in 1955, and she attended the U of A. She was raised in Michigan and went to the U of A in the 70s, and she decided to start Lisa Frank Inc. when she was in her 20s, and she stayed in Tucson, where the U of A is located, and still lives there, and the factory is there and everything. She did an interview in Urban Outfitters, or for Urban Outfitters, in 2012. Her face isn't seen in the video. I've seen other little clips of her doing interviews. Her face is not in it. She's just a shadow in the Urban Outfitters one. The video is only three and a half minutes long, and she mostly just recaps what we already know about Lisa Frank, that it's like rainbows and unicorns. But it's kind of worth watching the video because it includes old commercials with the Olsen twins and Mila Kunis both. We also get a few tidbits about how each drawing would take her like hundreds of hours because of the detail at the beginning. Those images could probably be pretty quickly created now, and they are. She uses digital artists now and has a lot smaller of an art team. But back in the day, she had to use acrylic paint and an airbrush to get it all done. They started doing digital art in the historic year 1989. All of the originals and one copy of every product ever made is kept in a fireproof vault in Tucson. I am personally more interested in the psychedelic properties of Lisa Frank's work, though she has gone out of her way to state that she is not a drug addict, and she said people used to look at her weird because of the art she was creating at the time she was creating it, but she's not on drugs. Throughout the Urban Outfitters video, Lisa Frank mascots are dancing outside of the building. They're bears. They wear sunglasses. There's definitely, like, stickers of these bears. And I just want to know, like, who's wearing the suit? Like, who does she still have out there? I kind of wish that, like, she was wearing the suit in the interview, because that's, like, a whole other layer. Or, like, you know, wearing the head of a rainbow snow leopard or something. And <laughs> there's just there's a quality about some of the images I've seen that is like supposed to be normal, but is like sort of a perversion of these things. She has a drawing of a banana with boobs and sunglasses wearing a bikini. She's got aliens and convertibles, um, a bunch of stickers that are just eyeballs. There's a really famous picture that's a pig with a crystal ball and inside the crystal ball is like 
a little road with a golden retriever and one of those psychedelic bears and some like bunnies dressed as flappers. And one of my favorite images is some goldens building sandcastles on the beach, but in the background, the sandcastles are flying a Mexican flag and a rainbow flag. We do not know. Why did she do that? One of my favorite notebooks as a kid was a fluffy white cat surrounded with jewelry and makeup. When I was looking around online, I've seen other people who have used her art style to make images that are demonic or erotic. I still like those, but I understand why she might send a cease and desist to people that are interfering with a brand aimed for children. Unfortunately, she also takes aim at pretty small creators on a regular basis, and she's wealthy enough that she has some power over something with copyright law or you know, Twitter users or whatever, and she gets stuff taken down pretty regularly just because it has rainbows in it. And I've seen some of the art that has been taken down because she claimed it was inspired by her work. And it's simply things that use like a rainbow tint. Like they are, there's no way a person would mistake it for her art and it's not even crude or anything. So that's unfortunate use of her platform. She might be kind of a villain for that. In Tucson, many people know her as a bad employer. And um, it's also local news there about her very messy and public divorce involving millions of dollars. And she kind of let the brand slip during that time. And that maybe was part of why she was a bad employer. I'm not sure a lot of it's gossip. I tried really hard to like disprove that, but there's always like a Reddit comment or a YouTube comment where someone from Tucson is saying that they actually interacted with her personally, plus like hearsay I've heard in real life, of course. So that's what, that's one thing we do know about her. I don't know too much about her personal stances on issues because again, she stays pretty quiet. She doesn't have social media or anything, but to be honest, if she does have some disagreeable takes about humanity, I'm glad that she doesn't use Twitter to like use her platform to put those hot takes out in the world. Like we already have JK Rowling. I'm glad that Lisa Frank isn't going to also spew some hate. She does have money to influence things if she wanted to. As far as I know, the only money I could find related to her was to donate to the fire relief in Australia. Nothing bad. As far as we know, she's just a girly girl who likes drawing music notes. We also know she's still got money rolling in because in the past decade, she's had collaborations with Reeboks, Crocs, Morphe Makeup, the TV show Friends, Orly Nails, and Urban Outfitters, of course. I don't feel like I got enough information when I was looking into this, and to be honest, I think I could use a little bit more Lisa Frank in general. I would, I'd like to see a theme park, maybe also a museum. I'd also like a Hulu documentary that Lisa Frank authorized and is in, but I'd also like an unauthorized podcast with all of the dirt. That's what I want. So if anyone hears about any of that, let me know. That's surprising. Yeah, the abandoned building is on Lisa Frank Ave in Tucson. By 2013, only six of the company's 500 employees remained. But TikTokers still show up there to make videos. It's still really cute. It's sad. I was also thinking as I was putting up these stickers. So the the point is, I put up a bunch of stickers on the wall. I'm trying to fill the entire wall with Lisa Frank stickers. The aliens used to be my favorite. The aliens, these two are my favorite ones. This little alien, this little tiger. 
I had a folder with him, mm -hmm. and then I had one with this alien too. Yeah, there's like snow leopards, unicorns, obviously. When you look up Lisa Frank, this Google suggestions are Lisa Frank stickers, Lisa Frank face. <laughs> Wait, did you get her, her face? Huh. Oh, wow. The building still has those, like, windows and stuff. They're, like, um, these, like, reflective, like, pink and purple windows. Wow, she looks so Republican. She looks so Republican. Wasn't she, like, a bad lady? I mean, she's still alive. I heard rumors that she was bad, but I also don't know if that's, like, she was mean to somebody once and then yeah. they, that right. person told everyone in Tucson. Right, and that might just be, like, Tucson lore. Right. <laughs> The company was originally called Sticky Fingers. Yeah. That's strange. Looks like a few years back she sued her husband. She owned 51% of the Lisa Frank company and he owned the other part. And she sued him to get rid of him. They divorced in 2005. Did she win? Now that's, that's the courtroom I want to see. Lisa Frank versus her husband? Yeah. In a contract with him, they specified that in the event of a divorce, she can buy back all of his stock, but he said that two years prior to this, they had agreed to avoid the contract and he's entitled to keep his stock, but Lisa Frank Inc. in the time since they split has made $550 million in merchandise at Walmart and Target, and so she's asking him to repay... 50 million dollars that he's earned during that time. I don't know if it went through. Lisa Frank Court. Oh man, there's so many things that come up. She sues other people. Other people sue her. Wow, she has been sued a lot. And has sued people a lot. I can't even find her husband, and I've scrolled down like five times. Huh. Oh my god, someone posted in Tucson Reddit two months ago. I work for a TV production company that is currently developing a premium docuseries on Lisa Frank. Wow. Okay, this is the most recent thing I've seen so far. May of 2022. The headline is, Childhood royalty brand Lisa Frank continues to go after artists as if they own the rainbow palette. In her defense, she did a thing. She did do. She did like popularize a particular type of rainbow. However, you don't own the rainbow. No. So. So someone said she was my neighbor growing up, and my mom had so much beef with her. Well, I guess. Do you have anything else to say? Nope. You. <laughs> no. Nope. Fuck Mary Kill. Machine Gun Kelly. Uh -huh. Orange Sherbert Jelly Belly okay. and a pack of Lisa Frank stickers. Uh, I'm gonna kill the Sherbert. Did you <laughs> dislike it? Yes, I did not like putting my mouth on it. It was delicious. I'm gonna kill the Sherbert. I'm gonna fuck uh, a pack of stickers? <laughs> Is that what you said? Would you rather be say Lisa Frank? No. The woman? <laughs> no. A folder? You want a folder? No, I'm gonna fuck... I'm gonna fuck MGK and I'm gonna marry the stickers. 
Yep. I'm gonna... And marry the stickers, fuck the Jelly Belly, Sherbert, Seltzer, and kill Machine Gun. After all that. Correct. You're not curious? No, I'm good. Again, he's pretty normal. Pink all over. Other people are pink. <laughs> Plenty of pink people in the world. Megan Fox is pink. For fucking her husband? Yeah. Yeah, she does. Machine Gun Kelly did not sue Lisa Frank. The title of this episode is clickbait. However, the part about Alexis and Susie boarding a helicopter is completely true. 